When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Morning, everybody. Don McClain hanging as well. Morning, everybody. everybody. Morning, everybody. Good morning. Hey, everybody. Everybody. Don, you know, we don't ask enough. How was the morning show? Everything okay? Really great. Yes. Great. great. Well, Run we are smoothly, so yeah. happy to grab the baton. Are we not, Donna? Oh, you betcha, Steve. You Listen, betcha. I am two more episodes into Ted Lasso. Oh, you are? MC is watching this. Wow. Uh, is, is MC liking this? He loves it, yeah. I think okay. we, we laugh out loud in every episode. It's a 10-episode run. That's a bummer. That's one of the bummers about... You know, these streaming sitcoms that we get. It's great that they're 20 minutes, 25 minutes, bite size. You kind of get through them pretty quick. The bummer is rarely do they do more than 10 or 13 episodes. It's not like a season of Big Bang where you're getting 26 episodes. So it right as you're really getting into a groove, they say bye. Yeah. Then you just have to wait. Oh, yeah. But I will tell you this. Ted Lasso, so this is the one on Apple TV starring Jason Sudeikis, and he is a an American football coach who gets brought over, feels like a publicity stunt, to become the football coach of an English Premier League soccer team. He is way out of place. His entire uh, town does not like him at all. They call him a bad name. They just think that this guy's terrible. But, of course, slowly but surely through his relentless positivity, he starts to win over... The team that he's coaching starts to slowly win over some fans and might even be winning over the owner of the team who hired him just to get back at her husband (laughs) after going through a divorce as she's trying to sink the team, his prized possession. Mm -hmm. I will say, I first described this this show, it's entertaining, um, and and then it's funny. It is. I am laughing out loud in every episode. There was a moment last night that I rewound just to watch it again for my own oh. enjoyment. But the, there, there's an emotional shift that's happening. Uh, seven episodes in, six and seven episodes in, there's some stuff going on in the life of Ted Lasso, mm. and it's starting to pull on some uh, heartstrings. And there was a rather serious moment last night, but then they pop right back up, and it feels like a show where the the good always wins. Okay, well, that's And there aren't good. enough shows like that. And I think that's why people are watching it. Because right now, that's what we need, America. And that's why it feels <laughs> like it's not another white noise sitcom. Okay. Is it's it's different in that regard. And, and his character is so funny in that he is just truly positive at all costs. 
kind of like someone it. I know. Donna. What? Don't <laughs> do that to me. Who's your favorite character and why? Go. It's it's Ted Lasso. Okay. He's very funny, but there there are great characters. His assistant coach, very funny. V- understated. Doesn't say much. When he says something, it's a meaningful line of dialogue. Uh, they have a, an, a, an assistant to the assistant, so to speak, and his name is Nate. He is very oh, funny. Has is, great lines. Is he the one who <laughs> was surprised that the coach remembered his name? Yes. That was so sweet. And he becomes more and more lovable as this show goes on. And then has a moment, instead of them just flatlining him always as that guy, I'll be curious what happens in episode eight, because in episode seven, that understated, soft-spoken, down-on-his-luck character has a moment. Sort of a a coming-of-age moment in his own right. It's, it's, It's good. I'm digging it. I think that the longer you watch it, Don, I know you watched an episode. Mm -hmm. I think you might quite like it. But I feel like you're harder to convince on, on funny things. It's true. I think that when funny things are suggested to you, I don't think you intentionally do it, but I think at a, on a subconscious level, you put up a wall, a, <laughs> kind of like a, why don't you prove it to me? Don't you tell me what's funny. I'll tell you what's no, funny. yeah. A little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's bit. fine. That's fine. But I'll trust you. I'll watch another couple episodes. Uh, can you repeat how many total episodes there are? I believe 10. Oh, you're almost done. Final I know. Stretch. I know. And Stevie Boy, I was going to go to bed. I was going to play video games. <laughs> and then my wife heard me fire up the PlayStation and she said, oh, you're getting back at it. I just thought we might watch an episode. So then I thought, you know what? Uh, All right. That's music Sh- to my ears. Chivalry's not dead. Actually, I waited until I died in Fortnite, and then I was, I, which was early, and I came down. This is about 20 seconds. Yeah, it was very quick. Uh, but then we watched two episodes last night, and yeah, I'm excited to watch more episodes, but I'm also sort of sad that it's that we're getting so close I to the it. end. I get it. That's how I felt with Sheets Creek. Of course. You love that show. And I... And that took a lot of convincing from people. They, everybody was just like, you've got to stick with it. Stick with it. And I did. And it was, oh, it was rich. It so was good. So good. So good. Okay. Well, do you watch TV in your bedroom or what? Oh, well, hi, everybody. I guess it's getting personal now. HIPAA be damned. You're gone now. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. We watch in the bedroom naked. Okay, I didn't need to know that part. I just, I'm just no. trying to picture. Wait, you know wait. how when you're talking on no, the phone, no, we don't. Someone... We don't. By the way, in oh. case anyone's just flipping through or my mother's listening, no, we watch in the in the in the living room on separate couches. Okay, under throw blankets. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you don't ask? look at each other? I don't know. You know how sometimes, like, I have a friend who I would talk to on the phone every night. You know, this was years ago. Yeah, and I'd always picture her being on her couch in her living room. Well, it turns out. She was always in her bedroom talking oh. to me on the phone, and I was always in the living room. And I'm like, that's so weird. Because there are there are bedroom people, and yes. then there are non-bedroom people. I only sleep in my bedroom. If I spend any more time in my bedroom, hmm. I feel like I'm in the hospital. I get that. That's probably some <laughs> scar tissue from when you spent time in the hospital oh, as a child. Be, oh, maybe you're right. Um. I, I we, put that together. We have a TV in our bedroom, but he, full disclosure as to why we can't watch TV in our bedroom right now, if you want the details. Mm-hmm. You're painting. We're not, <laughs> we're not, I'm always painting. We're not painting. No, we still have our little guy with us, and we, oh. he is still in the room with us, and we are not in any hurry to get him out mm-hmm. simply because 
once we get him out. That's it. They're Come out. Over. And then Steve starts to cry. Yeah. Mm. I, Butterfly kissing. Give <laughs> hey, oh I came across a uh, uh, headline that I thought, uh, that was my emotional reaction to it. Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball, mm. Javier, let me try that one again, Javier Bardem, Javier. Oh, yeah, as Ricky? As Desi Arnaz. Oh. This in an Aaron Sorkin-directed movie. They're in talks. This isn't solidified yet. This from The Hollywood Reporter. But I like the idea that Aaron Sorkin is behind it. I, I quite enjoy his stuff. Uh, but coming to the big screen, a movie, I don't know if it's an I Love Lucy movie. It seems like it's more of a biopic of Lucille Ball oh, and Desi okay. Arnaz. I don't doubt that Nicole Kidman could pull that off after having seen her in a number of roles over the past few years. Most recently, The Prom, where she kind of plays this ditzy character. Um, but... How about this instead? Okay. How about Deborah Messing? Hmm. Oh, yeah, I like that. I you... could almost picture that more because I'm used to seeing her in a comedic role. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I've seen her dressed as Lucy. Was oh, she... like Halloween or something? Mm-hmm. Was she... I think there was an episode where she was Lucy. Oh, no way. Ball. Yeah. Well, I hear she's vying for the role. Oh, gosh, yeah. That would be hmm. great. I mean, you could pick any redhead, you know, uh, Jessica Chastain. By the way, I think it's Kiss a, Kiss a Ginger Day. Oh, great. Shout out ah. to all our ginger friends. Social distancing, though, you're not going to get a single kiss. You could blow a kiss, but with your mask on. Oh, that oh, sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know, right? Um, hey, it is a Confession Tuesday. Today, we want to know if you could steal something with no repercussions... From God or law enforcement, <laughs> what would it be, oh. and why? And wait until you hear Donna's answer. <laughs> I didn't even miss a beat when no. I thought of this question. I went, "Oh, got it." And I thought, "Up oh, dateline." <laughs> so anyway, we'll get into that. That comes up today. Yeah. At eleven thirty, when we return, we've got some things that make you go, huh? "Huh." Do you think you know what the longest running? live-action sitcoms in television history are. not. I'm not talking about animated, The Simpsons, they've been on forever. Okay. Not that live-action, real-life sitcoms. One of them is currently on. Hmm. And will be on at least through season 18. What? The suspense Live-action sitcom. We'll get into that. Other dumb things you might be happy that you learn when we return on Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hey, Steve. Hey, Donna. We should give a quick thank you to Chill Boys for supporting the Donna and Steve podcast. Oh, we have got love for Chill Boys. It's a Minnesota-based company. They offer the best men's underwear that I have ever put on my body. Yes. uh, Uh, Boxers and briefs for men, that's true, but women love wearing them, too. I actually put on a pair of boxers this weekend while cleaning the house. Ah. I could not believe how cool they felt, like continuously cool. So here's what's happening with all of that. It's the fabric. They use super soft bamboo fabric. We're part pandas now. So you can keep the boys cool and dry. It's softer than cotton, I'm telling you. And if you're really active, helps fight odors as well. Yep. It is game-changing. Covered, Donna, this is real life. It's I soft, know, it's I'm cool, sorry. you'll love them. And hey, ladies, ladies, try them for yourself or get some for your guy. There's perks for both of you. Check them out at chillboys.com. Chillboys.com. Truly an amazing product from a great local company right here in Minnesota. Chill Boys. Comfort where it counts. Okay, we're back. It's Donna and Steve right here on My Talk 1071. Things that make you go. 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 Things that make you go
I've given you the break to think about this. The longest-running live-action sitcom in television history. I'm going to tell you what one is that's currently tied. It will not end up being your winner, and that is The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. Oh, okay. Let's go to a current one now. Grey's Anatomy. Nope, sitcom. Oh, you said. Sitcom. I knew you'd you take the bait. I knew you'd uh, take damn the bait. It, damn it. Um. Okay. Okay. When you say live action, what does that yeah. mean? Just thank normal you, people? Queen. Normal people. <laughs> people Not aren't drawn. Not the Simpsons. Okay. Because whenever Bob's you say Burgers. like live action Disney, whatever, there's mm. always like a lot of CGI involved. So I get confused. Yeah. Yeah. Generally, li- pure live action just means people. CGI animated means Sitcom. cartoons. Uh, Big Bang Theory. No, this one is currently still on the air. Oh, I didn't there, know it was off the air. There's oh. sort of a uh, weather reference in the title. Oh. And a city, and a city is referred to in the title. It's Windy, Windy Chicago. Yep. Windy Chicago. <laughs> Doesn't exist. It's uh, always sunny in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Oh my god, That's still on, huh? Indeed, my oh. friend. Sunny has been renewed to go at least 18 seasons. How about that? Good for those guys. That's great. That's a very funny show. It's very funny. I used to watch it. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, it, it's kind of got that hipster kind of like. I felt too not cool, cool for the enough. room. Yes, I'm not, not yes. cool enough. I watched like half of the first season. I really like the female blonde on that show who then yes. went on to have her own sitcom that i don't think made it Whoa. with the little kid huh? she was like the cool aunt don't worry about it, it doesn't exist anymore britney spears the singer and gerald ford the former president are 19th cousins about that <laughs> you know i bet we're closer than that probably yeah, yeah. come on right that's the only reason i'd like to do a genealogy thing would be to figure out just the fourth and fifth realms. I, th- I know who my second cousins are. Third, maybe. But when you get out to fourth, fifth, sixth, that area, yeah. it still feels kind of close, like you could ride the coattails if it's someone famous. You know what? I've I've been on this planet for half a century, and I still cannot tell you what a third cousin once removed is and all that crazy business. Like, I, I like know second they... cousins, my parents' yeah. cousins, right? But then I... if they have kids, are they my third cousins or are they my second cousin second cousins once, removed? once removed? I can't deal with that. That's math. When a mosquito bites you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. This is insult to injury. It needs to clear room in its body for the blood that it is siphoning from your body. So what does it do? It vomits on you. It pees on you. Oh, what a little... I'm sorry for using the V word, everybody. I apologize. What a punk. These mosquitoes. Is that baby crying? Hi, baby. Is there a baby back there? No, yeah. A baby. There might be a vacuum cleaner running downstairs. I don't okay. know. Let me see here. Maybe another kid. It could be another kid, guys. We don't know. Honest to goodness, sometimes one of them turns into the room. I think, oh my God, I didn't even know you were here. I thought you were outside playing. It's like oh, you've been here. and they scatter. Yeah. <laughs> Where are they? Is that any, I just saw one. There's, there's one so in here. There's so many of them. I know there's one in here. I won't be able to sleep until I know they're gone. Uh, this is interesting about the movie Forrest Gump. So Forrest Gump was first a book. I didn't know that. The author of the book Forrest Gump thought this guy should play him. 6'6", pounds is how Forrest Gump was written in the book. What? Oh, wow. So Tom Hanks did not come to the book author's mind. Who do you think came to his mind? Um, okay. No, I don't think this guy is quite 6'6", although I think he would have easily fit into the 242. Okay, so when you say 242, are we talking a very fit 242 or somebody who's overweight and... Well, he was written as 6'6", 242. Six, six. I, I, it kind of stretches bad. it out. I mean, that's just like a normal... Yeah, you're right. 242 is normal yeah, for 6'6". Six, for six, six. Six. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, you're Tim right. Robbins. John Goodman, you're right. Uh, oh, that, oh, that would have been really John good. John Goodman, you're right. She didn't say it. <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> John Goodman saying all these things? Life is like a box of yes. chocolates. Jenna? Yeah. Yes, I love I like that him. even better. Really? Yeah, get yeah. rid of Hanks. Okay. Overrated. <laughs> Donna. He had COVID. Remember, no one took COVID seriously, and then Tom Hanks got it, and, and we were like, all right, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is real. Yeah. why don't we all just settle down here and really give this a once-over? Oh, boy. The oldest cat in history. What a nightmare this would be. Lived to be 38 years <laughs> and three days old. Are you serious? Which is about the equivalent of 169 in human years. It died in 2005. Could you imagine? Let's get a cat. Do you guys want a cat? Would a cat make you happy? Yes. We're going to get you a cat. a kitty. All right. It's going to be really cool for our childhood. Fast forward almost 40 years. You're now a grandparent. You're dead. <laughs> or in a, you know, assisted living, something wow. where it's no law. I'm just saying that could happen. It could, but it doesn't necessarily have to. And now you still have your lawyer coming to you saying, what do you want to do with the cat? <laughs> it's like my uh, great aunt had a bird that oh. somebody had to take on because they live for so long, like a minor bird or something. How long yeah. do they live? Like 50 years? Oh, no. Longer than that, like 90. It was oh, like a- my gosh. Oh, wow. Know how long uh, I don't know what kind of bird it was, but it was like, Oh my god, that's very who's sad for the bird to lose gonna, it. I forget what mommy. its name was. Yeah, wow, I bet the bird's doing okay. I don't know, I don't know how connected By birds way, feel. Hmm. All right, Dawn, uh, while we're in the wilderness here, I blame you for hmm? keeping me up last night. 
I on. went down a foxhole oh, yes. of Fox videos. <laughs> yes. I could not stop watching Fox videos. I love those little foxes that um, woman has. Finnegan and whatever yes. the other one's name is. They laugh. Like yeah. when you when you rub their bellies, they're like. <laughs> it's the cutest. It's mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Steve. I'm just saying. Just I, bet, really I bet they could kill that. you. I bet they could kill you. Oh. I'm sure they could. They have vicious teeth, I think. They Foxes do. are? No, or these, this particular these breed particular, of fox. Like, there are people who have them in their house. There are people mm. who have them in their yard. They do have sharp-looking teeth, but, you know, it's a play bite. Mm. Mm. You know, you have a dog. Hey! Now let's dance. Oh, hey! Hey, guess I, what? You're DVRing Jeopardy like a beast right now. You know it. Ken Jennings. Guess what? What? I may have come to the other side. Yes! I watched his first episode hosting Jeopardy. I'll tell you what I thought about it coming up next on My Talk 107.1. All right, Ken Jennings came. uh, I shouldn't say, I was going to say he came back, but he did come back. But now as a temporary host of Jeopardy for all this week. And then next week will be Katie Couric. It'll be interesting to see who else they have lined up. But, um... I was a little skeptical. You were more than a little skeptical. Well, he doesn't have any TV training, and I want to see somebody who know who's just smooth and can move from one thing to the next, knows how to work the camera. I have to say, he did a good job. Oh, right. He did this a is good great job. to hear. I'm I got to record. S- I've got to record these this week. I can't forget. He, um... It was very sweet. You could tell he was a little bit emotional in the beginning because they wanted to, you know, say something about Alex Trebek, who, of course, recently passed away from uh, pancreatic cancer. Mm. And I think we have a little bit of what he had to say in the beginning of the show. You know, sharing the stage with Alex Trebek was one of the greatest honors of my life. Not many things in life are perfect, but Alex did this job pretty much perfectly for more than 36 years, and it was even better up close. We were dazzled by his intelligence, his charm, his grace, really. There's no other word for it. Like all Jeopardy fans, I miss Alex very much, and I thank him for everything he did for all of us. Let's be totally clear. No one will ever replace the great Alex Trebek. Oh, that's nice. That's sweet. And then at the end of the show, (laughs) you know, they're just flying, you know, they're just flying through the show like they normally do you know final jeopardy and then at the end of the show he was like thanks for watching thank you alex yeah so um he must have gone through many rehearsals um because you know he knew when to look at the camera when to talk to the contestants how to how to navigate from uh, one person's story without being awkward, right. moving on to the next person's. Like, he did a really good job. I could tell that he had to have gone through many, you know, many run throughs. Well, you know what he also does is he is a professional public speaker as well. So he has presentations that yes. he does where you can book him. And once you start doing those, you're working, there's a live audience element. Your timing really gets dialed in. So it's no surprise to me. I think he's had a ton of experience through just in presenting yes, himself as an interview guest, as a podcast host, as a public sense. speaker. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah, he did a really good job. I mean, I bet as the week goes on, he's just going to get better and better and better. So I'm sorry. Do you think I blew they're just, up. Uh, do you think they're just uh, testing him out to see how he yes. does? I think so too. Yes. See what the audience uh, gauge is on him and. Yeah, it's easy to get a focus group now with Twitter, right? You don't have to buy the focus group mm. anymore. You can get it from all sorts of different social media sites as long as you bake in the fact that they're always generally biased toward negative things. Oh, but boy. once but once <laughs> you figure but once you figure that out, I it's I think it says a lot that the first guest host in terms of how seriously they're considering Ken Jennings to yeah. replace Alex Trebek, the first is Ken Jennings. They could have had anyone. They could have called on anyone. Pat Sajak. Yep. George Stephanopoulos. Yep. Katie Kirk in this regard. I mean, they're going with him first, and I think that means something. I do, too. Well, he's already on the payroll. You know, take that yeah. into consideration, too. Yeah, he's in the family. He gets how he gets the flow. He understands how it works because he's been consulting with them in some sort of an advisory capacity yeah, uh, they have for the last six or eight months. Yeah, yeah he gets so- it. He'll have, to, he'll have to negotiate a much different contract. Okay, this is going to sound really... Yeah, right? Um, this is going to sound weird, but, you know, you after all these years, you know, decades of seeing Alex Trebek and hearing his voice, there is kind of a disconnect because he doesn't have, like, a, a rich, uh, smooth kind of voice. He's got kind of a scratchy voice, like me. Yeah, a little nerdy voice. Yes, and, it, it, you know, thin and sure. Yep. So that is kind of really on my radar. You know what I mean? Like I'm very aware of that. And it's just because you kind of have to untrain yourself, I think, from being used to watching Alex. And by the way, I did pretty good on yesterday's show, I might add. Oh, you did? Yes, oh. I actually got a daily double that the guy didn't get. <gasps> Donna, what Donna, was it? Donna, wow. It was, it had to do with, um, it was a book that tur- turned into a movie. I don't remember how they described the question, but the answer was Awakenings. The movie oh, with Robin Robert oh, and Robert De Niro. It. Yes. Oh. Um, okay, let's say you had to book Ken Jennings for a speaker. You have any guess as to what you'd have to pay? Um, I'm going to go with $40,000. You know, I'm seeing him at a discount of 15000 to 24000 Oh, that's pretty good. That's the minimum. How long is he going to talk, though? With. Is he going to be there for, you know, is he going to do a 35-minute? It's probably going to be like a, yeah, I bet that's like a 30 or 45-minute and some Q&A maybe at the end. Okay. That's pretty wow. good. That's not that's bad. I really change. thought it would have been higher. Yeah. If he gets the, if he well, if he becomes the host... He'll probably never do public speaking again. Right? Never have to. He won't have to. Uh, Speaking of money, uh, this is a good segue. So Dawn had brought up that the Sex and the City revival is coming to HBO Max. Yeah. Did you see how much money they're going to get? No. No. They're each going to get, what do you think, per episode? Well, they're all executive producers. Uh, Let's remember that. uh, Good point. I'm going to go 1.25 million. You're about right. It's one million per over. Oh. Well, it says more than a million oh my gosh. per episode, 10 episode series. So each one of them is getting 10, let's just say roughly $10 million. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. That's good. Money. Good for them. Guys, I started watching Sex in the City. Oh, already? <laughs> I started. I started from the beginning. Oh, because you're I doing your homework. All of it, so oh, I'm just gonna Dawn. binge all of it. I would just maybe watch the last two seasons. I think. Okay. How many seasons are there again? Six. Six? Yeah, they're I mean. thirty minutes each, though. So I'm on the 
I'm on the um, machine. You know, I'm I'm watching it while I work. Right. Out, so then you cardio. can kind of time it too. Right. Like you're like, I'll do thirty. It's twenty seven minutes, That's... and then I'm like, I can push it three more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Or start three minutes Even though early. those three minutes are hell. Yeah, I know, Because right? I'm like, but I'm done with the show. <laughs> yeah, Don, Don is not a, a shortcut taker. I, I see what you're saying, Don. Watch the last two seasons. You'll get up to speed. You'll understand what's happening as yeah. you go into this new one. Don strikes me as the she wants to do it the right way. You know, Don, am I right? Or am I wrong? Uh, have I misjudged you? I'm just a you? completionist. That's such an elitist thing okay. to say. I, but I have to look uh, look at something from the beginning and... I get that. I get that. Like, I, like I have to read a whole article. I can't just skim something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, and for me, I'm at this point now, and I don't know why, because this is what we do for a living, right? We, mm-hmm. like, watch television. We watch movies. We mm-hmm. give our opinions, analyze. I feel like I'm losing so much life. <laughs> you know? Oh, yes. Just By sitting watching. in front of I a know. television. I'm like, okay, what am I doing with my life? But it's not that we have many options. <laughs> oh, boy. Many yeah, options right now. But, like, I could be learning, you know, going back and taking refresher classes on Spanish. And I don't know. Maybe there's room for both, Donna. I know. You know, I think the but number... when will I nap? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that true, though? The number one thing that holds us back from living our best life is probably self-discipline. Yes. Because we all have... Now, we have a varying amount of things that clog up our day and stuff like that, but we all have things that we want to do, and it more often than not comes down to self-discipline. Yes. And we're not self-disciplined. I'm not self-disciplined. If I was more self-disciplined, my life would be much more full of the things that I most highly value. Right. Right. It's true of everybody. It's one of those things we have in common. Like oh, coron- really? Like coronavirus. Donna. <laughs> what? I have one more happy story okay. about money. I really like One Republic. Yeah, really I good. Love, they're, they're a fun Spotify listen if you're doing some chores. Um, their front man, Ryan Tedder, who I quite enjoy. Who, by the way, is on Songland. He's one of the producers on that show that I oh. love so much. Oh, well, that makes sense. Because what do the songs Halo by Beyonce, Rumor Has It by Adele, and Sucker by the Jonas Brothers, what do they all have in common? Written by him. Yes. yes Ryan Tedder wait. wrote them yesterday. Who's the, again? I'm sorry. Uh, Halo by Beyonce. Uh-huh. Rumor Has It by Adele. Great oh. song. And Sucker, hit love singer Donna. It. I'm a sucker Wow. All right. He wrote, that was terrible. He wrote all of those. Uh, yesterday, the private equity firm, KKR, uh, bought a majority stake in Tedder's impressive songwriting catalog. This from the Morning Brew. In a deal that values the 500 plus songs of his catalog at around $200 million. <gasps> what? Yeah. He's, Steve, he, I'm wow. telling you guys, this song on NBC, this song, this, this song show. Land. Song you love this, song, this show. It is fascinating because it's so different than any other um, music talent show mm-hmm. that you've seen because you see it from the seedling of the song to what can, like how you can make it so much bigger than just coming in and playing it on a little acoustic guitar or oh i love that and it's songland it's called songland and it is fantastic germinate it's just you know it just basically shows you the journey of a song and uh, just songs are so 
important to people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they last forever. I know. They sister. make you, they, they change your mood. Yes. Isn't that amazing? And that's like a real gift. That's a talent for some, that is like an incredible talent to have to create yeah. something like that. Few things more powerful. I'm with you than music. A well-crafted song. It it tr- it actually brings people together. Think of when you've been at concerts. Remember yep. concerts? Yep. And you're in an arena, and then they do a little call and response, and yep. you are there with fifty thousand people all singing out the same thing. That's a unifying experience that is so powerful. I maintain. Yeah. For any world leaders who are listening to our show, first time, long time. I would tell you, play a song. Play Coldplay's Fix You. Play Hey Jude at the beginning of the G20 at the NATO Summit. And then guess what? You're going to feel better about each other. Because you sang together. A fun chorus. He's starting to lose his mind. (laughs) We will not tire. In the key of G, everyone. When we come back on the Donna and Steve show, oh, Dawn has a story about the Bachelor uh-huh. Resort getting freaky. Uh, she'll tell us exactly how because she saw something and she's going to say something. And I saw something too, and it really worries me. I'll tell you what it is coming up next. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, and this. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Hmm. Are you watching Bachelor, Don? No. I stopped watching The Bachelor when Colton's kickoff was three and a half hours long. <laughs> right? I started, literally started watching the show. I I, mean, I used to make charts. I used to have a graph paper <laughs> Me where too. I would graph out who was who, where they were from, sure. you know, something about them so I could remember. Um, and no, I was like, I can't do this anymore. This is incredibly boring. There was like an hour mm. and a half pre-party. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm never doing you. it again. But I am interested in little tidbits. Um, like I just went to, uh, I saw on page six that it's really crazy. You know, they're, they're on a 3,000 acre resort wow, to film right. this. Um, and it's in Pennsylvania. Um, Your neck of the woods, Steve. Nemecolon, yes, yes. This Nemecolon. is the name of the the name of the resort, Nemecolon. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the CEO told Page Six that sometimes there's some hanky panky going on where it should not have been. But I can't tell you everything that was going on. So there's a lot of land, three thousand acres, and a lot of woods out there. There were things going on inside and outside of the hotel all the time. Oh, my gosh. Things apparently got so frisky, quote, we actually found a condom in the tree branch. Oh, no. Now, I don't like it when people say used condom. I just want to hear unwrapped. I don't want to know. I don't want to know any details. I don't just like (laughs) we get it. We know that it isn't, you know, Mm. you don't have to say used I did a little more Mm. digging on Reality Steve, and I'm not going to spoil anything because Reality Steve is where you find all the spoilers. And he admits, he says, I don't know anything this year. He actually does know a lot, and I won't reveal anything that would spoil something. So I'll just say this. He doesn't know who the final two people are. He's narrowed it down to four, which I will not say right now. 
But something I found interesting was that um, there are a group of girls from a certain city, and apparently on the season at some point, they start talking about one of them saying that she's kind of um, an escort for what for wealthy men, and oh that they knew what? that, and that they heard because she runs around in the same club scene, and she's a known escort for millionaires. Is okay. there a, um, I'm figuring out which okay. What were you going to say, Donna? Maybe it will save me from my dumb question. I wanted to know, does that mean prostitution? Does I was mean... going to say, is an escort different than a prostitute? And if so, what way? And is it all semantic? I, I don't, don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a escort aficionado. I don't know. I, mean, I think it, that I, um, it, if you are wanting to have... An experience where you are out with somebody in public and they are your date for the night instead of just meeting up in a hotel room, then that's uh, an escort. So it's like yes. you're taking them around town. Here's what There's I found. a whole girlfriend experience. I found something as well. Under the law. Okay. An escort, an escort is very, is very different. different than a prostitute. I thought we were going to read it in unison. I'm sorry, Donna. Go ahead. An escort agrees to either accompany a client to a social event or provide entertainment in exchange for money. Escorting is legal in California. Oh. She's probably from California. But doing so requires a license. An escort license. Okay. If you don't have an escort license, it's grounds for arrest. All right. Yes, so to answer your question, yes, it's there, all semantic. I'm sorry, yeah. but I don't. <laughs> right. It's there are 32 contestants. That's mm. so many to deal with. I'm sorry. I feel like they just keep adding more and more. And actually, apparently, they add more than what. There's been a five more people added oh, since no. the first. Why are they adding people? Um, well, they're going to add some more. Actually, how so? Um, like oh, apparently, stop. there's a rose ceremony, and then they add five more. Okay. Oh, this show is out of control. It is out of control. He's an attractive guy, though. I will say that. And it's a fresh bachelor. Yes, he is. He's very handsome. It's not somebody from a previous season. Which is nice. I hate (sighs) when they do that. Yeah. He's brand new. Brand new to the... He's a real estate agent. Yeah. I tell you what. I know I don't watch this show. On uh, Twin Cities Live on Tuesdays, for a plug, we have producer Lisa, who is our bachelor and bachelorette aficionado. And so she comes in and does a five-minute segment, f- I mean, fully vested emotionally in what is happening. Oh, I used and to be. Yeah, I get for it. The, but, but also, you know, calling out the absurdity, but also taking the bait anytime there's something that the audience likes, she she is all in. So if you want to see a fully committed breakdown of what's happening in The Bachelor, because I'm not going to watch it. Um, that's where I get all my Bachelor info from. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Gross. And and I want to point out once again that more couples have stayed together and been successful on Big Brother. And Life After Lockup. I just made that up. (laughs) (laughs) Then than The Bachelor. Interesting. Okay. And mm-hmm. that's not even a dating show. No, it's not supposed to be. Interesting. But they're they're together for three months and they live together. So it's actually probably the reason why they're more successful because they're around each other 24-7. Right. right. And you get to know somebody like way, you know, the timing is condensed. Yeah. 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 All right. I have a story. Yeah. I don't know if you heard this story, but six inmates are on the loose in California after escaping a county jail. Using a homemade rope. Six of them, okay? And we're talking 
murderers. How do they do this? They are considered uh, armed and dangerous. They're on the loose right now. Um, Just before midnight on Sunday night, they discovered six prisoners were missing from their cells. Here's how they do this, Steve. First of all, these guys braided together bed sheets, just like they do in cartoons, scaled 20 feet down the side of the building. Um, But here's the deal. They uh, knew rules prevented patrol officers from checking on prisoners in case they disturbed their slumber. Okay, well then. So they say we do... I don't even get that treatment, and I'm a free man. Right? Kids are standing next to my bedside like a horror movie every night. What I do to be an inmate? They said we do have officers walking up and down the cell blocks, but we no longer are allowed to wake them up because they deem it necessary for them to have a whole night's sleep. Okay, so all it takes is any typical Ferris Bueller situation will get you out of jail now. Yep. You just put a pillow underneath the sheet, record a little... Yep, apparently. Shouldn't rest, shouldn't wake them. I mean, one guy's charged with murder, another's charged with attempted murder. Um, Let's see, another guy's uh, charged with assault with a firearm. Uh, Let's see, there's another guy, attempted murder. Mm, I I wonder if all the... and, And they're not all from the same place, so I don't think this is all like a gang if you will, I think they're all just people who came together and said, hey, midnight yeah. on Sunday. Meet go. me at the water cooler. Yeah. Bring your Egyptian cotton sheets. <laughs> I'll explain <laughs> the rest later. 400 count will do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So but 600 is preferred. Let me be clear. If you do, if you have multiple <laughs> sheet sets, this is the time for the good ones. They should have got them when they were most vulnerable because they should have slept a full night, you know? Right. Right after they escaped, they're not going to get that sleep. Good yeah. point, Tom. Yeah, they were found sleeping 100 yards outside of the jail. <laughs> All right, we will see you tomorrow. Thank you. Hey, when we come back, ooh, the pop star who's being tapped to play Frankie Valli. We'll tell you about that. And a new Bee Gees collaboration coming up next.